This episode is brought to you by Save Our Babies, a conversation about suicide and mental health for children of color. Did you know African-American children are taking their lives at roughly twice the rate of their white counterparts? And every five days, a child under the age of 13 dies by suicide, as well as Latina teens currently have the highest rate of suicide attempts among all adolescent groups in the U.S. As a suicide survivor and as a person who has lost my younger cousin to suicide, he would be turning 18 this year. I am really passionate about saving our children of color from suicide. So Fireflies Unite has partnered with the National Alliance on Mental Illness, the Prince George's County chapter, to raise awareness for suicide for black and latino children by hosting our very first event on july 21st the event will provide a panel and a safe space for mental health professionals and advocates and there will even be a mom there to talk about her losing her son to suicide this is a place for parents and anyone who works with children to come and learn to how to identify the signs of suicide and mental illness in children. The event will take place again on July 21st in Bowie, Maryland, and a portion of the ticket proceeds will be donated to the National Alliance on Mental Illness, Prince George's County Chapter. For tickets and more information, head over to www.saveourbabies.eventcreate.com. Again, for tickets and more information, head over to www.saveourbabies.eventcreate.com. Let's start the show. Fireflies Unite with Kia, your weekly podcast from the perspective of individuals thriving with a mental illness. We are normalizing the conversation about mental health within communities of color to foster mental wellness and empowerment. Hey, Fireflies. Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast, where our mission is to bring light into darkness just like the fireflies we are normalizing the mental health conversation and normalizing mental health treatment to make sure that people in communities of color have the resources and the knowledge that they need to better manage their mental health i just was so excited about last week's episode because jermaine dropped so many gems he is like a student of life he is constantly seeking knowledge and oh he's just a very wise young man and I just learned so much from him from him and I hope that you guys took a lot from his interview when he talked about leaving or deciding not to sign the contract with Grammy award winner Pharrell Williams to focus on his mental health after being diagnosed with schizophrenia and depression so if you did not hear that episode make sure you go back and you listen to the episode so you can get some amazing inspiration from him. I wanted to talk a bit about what's going on in the news. I do pay attention. Sometimes on the podcast, I don't really address current events because it can be a bit overwhelming and be triggering at times. 
when the death happened of Kate Spade, for those who do, most people know who Kate Spade is, for those who you of you who may not know, she was a designer, um, made purses and wallets, and she just was an amazing designer in the work that she's done. So Kate Spade, as well as the chef, he was on, he did uh, CNN's Food and Travel Channel, and his name was Anthony Burden. I think I'm saying his name right, but he also died by suicide. And people were tagging me in, in things on social media about suicide, about both of Kate and Anthony's, and keeping me really up to date. And I'm really appreciative. I never want anyone to think that I don't want to be caught up to date with all that's happening in the news because I appreciate it but for some reason about suicide it was so triggering for me and I had to just you know put in my Instagram stories asking everyone please do not tag me anything about suicide during this time which was about I think two or three weeks ago because I was in a space where I was just very triggered and I was feeling sad I had a really rough morning during that time because it just brought me back to that place of you know being in a depression so many people limit depression to a person just being sad and I constantly say over and over it's so much more than that it's so much more complex and actually I'm going to have an upcoming episode where we talk about the difference between depression and sadness because I want people to understand that a person isn't always walking around crying or you know just having a a bad quote-unquote bad day I remember just being in the hospital when I had my attempt and I was so out of it. Like I didn't even know what day it was. That's how gone my mind was. And that was really, you know, the impact of depression. And so I just really want people to be more mindful that there's totally a difference. And as common as it is, some people are experiencing a depression and they don't even know. There was also something I wanted to talk about that I saw on Twitter. So let me pull it up because y'all, it sent my, I was boiling. Like my blood pressure was out this world. I was scrolling through my timeline and there was a nurse in an ER who mocked a patient for having, they were suffering an anxiety attack. And then she asked the patient if he wanted narcotics and she was joking and she was laughing at him and saying, come on, get up. This is just ridiculous. Um, There's nothing really wrong with you. And y'all, I was beyond angry. I was furious when I saw that because it shows you how people like in the medical field, like they have their they have no knowledge on mental health. Not every person like a nurse or just a registered nurse or a certified nurse, nursing assistant. I don't know all of the titles in the medical field when it comes to the uh, nurse to nurses, but there are so many people who work in doctor's office in emergency rooms and they have zero knowledge of mental health or mental health diagnoses. Now, I'm not saying that they should be an expert because that's not their specialty. But what I am saying is that they should have a very very general knowledge of psychology. They can be certified for mental health first aid and even just taking that eight hour course to help them have some type of knowledge so that they can be 
mindful of how the things that they do and they say is just so wrong like this woman was as we say in jersey out of pocket like she was going off on this young man and i don't know if it was a relative or someone in there with him saying like well they gave him fluids last time and it was some type of a pill and she was joking like so you want narcotics and just kind of laughing and i just y'all it just boils my blood and i can relate to a certain extent to that because i remember when i was going i was going to find a new psychiatrist but in the meantime a mentor of mine provided me with a primary doctor for me to go to and because I needed to get my prescription refilled because this was during the time I went off my medication um, on my own without consulting anyone because I was looking for a new psychiatrist because I was in the my insurance lap so I was waiting for my new insurance to kick in so I go to this doctor and the nurse comes out and get me and I go sit in the room and she asked me, so why are you here? So I explained to her, you know, I was there. I told her what I was diagnosed with. I told her about my history of my suicide attempt. And you would never guess what the nurse said to me. She said, you're so, you're too pretty to be depressed. Y'all, I was really trying to put two and two together because I never for once thought I was ugly a day in my life. Like, have I struggled with my weight? Yeah, but do I think I'm ugly? No. And I was gonna say something else, but I'm trying not to curse. But no, I never for once thought I was ugly. So I was trying to figure out where did her correlation of me thinking I was ugly have to do with me being depressed. That just shows the lack of knowledge, pure ignorance on the nurse. And I wasn't even in the right mindset to say something to her. But that really goes to show you how people in the medical field they don't even have knowledge of mental illness like there could be someone who may be battling with self-esteem and they may feel like they're they're not that they don't look good or they're not confident in themselves and that could be a contributing factor to a depression but that wasn't my story and that wasn't my struggle and I was very upset and very offended because my looks had nothing to do with it so I just had to have that little rant and just really talk about a bit about some current events just to let you guys know that your girl is paying attention a lot of times we don't get to talk about it on the podcast because I have to be mindful of the things that we talk about this topic of mental health is already very can be heavy at times and I don't want to add anything to add anything on top of it you know to make the episode even more heavy so I'm just really mindful about that and not to mention the news can be very just triggering all around so I tend to try to stay away from certain current events so for this week's episode we are going to do things a bit different just like we did on a previous episode we did this probably quite a few times where there will not be a therapist shout out for this episode and there will also this episode will also serve as the mind body and soulness segment because we will be speaking with gabby of the buddy project and i'm providing you with an awesome resource so for those of you who have not heard about the buddy project y'all about to learn something new especially if you want to be an advocate for mental health or if you want to yeah if you just simply want to be an advocate for mental health and you're not really sure how to help people 
I think this will really be a great opportunity for you. So the Buddy Project is a nonprofit organization and their goal is really to prevent suicide and raise awareness for mental health. And Gabby Frost, she is only 20 years old. I believe she's 20 or 21. And she's the founder and CEO of the Buddy Project. When she was just only 15 years old, she learned that so many of her friends from school and online were going through mental illness and she really wanted to find out a way to just help them. So she decided to create the Buddy Project one morning where it was three girls on Twitter contemplating suicide and Gabby thought that by pairing people with a friend online could help prevent them from dying by suicide and just give them some peer support which I completely love because like I said in the previous episode the reason why I started this podcast is because I wanted peer support I already had a psychiatrist I already had a therapist but I really wanted something more for to show me that there was light at the end of the tunnel my psychiatrist can tell me that my therapist can tell me that but I wanted to see someone who made it on the other side of recovery. And so I really commend Gabby for doing this because it's the platform is just growing. Like I heard about the Buddy Project on the Friend Zone. So shout out to the Friend Zone um, hosted by Asante, Hey Friend, Hey, and Dustin. And their podcast is also about mental health and mental wellness. But it's a bit different than uh, my podcast in the sense that they don't dive into uh, mental diagnoses. They do more of like relationships and more so personal development and uh, wellness, but they don't really go into like schizophrenia or uh, borderline personality disorder or like really into the nitty gritty of mental health, but it's still an awesome resource. Um, hey Fran Hey is a wellness influencer and she is amazing. You know, again, going back to what I was saying about the Buddy Project, that's why I really enjoy it because the platform has taken off like wildfire. It is has a huge digital presence um, and people are truly gravitating to the Buddy Project. And so I really hope that everyone takes this information presented by the Buddy Project. And if you want to find out a way of how to get more involved with the Buddy Project and offer peer support, this would be a great way. Because I know sometimes people, they may not have a mental illness or experience a mental illness before, but they want to help and they don't know how. So this is a perfect opportunity to do so. Welcome, Gabby, to the Fireflies Unite podcast. And I just want to take the time first before we begin the interview to thank you for joining me. And I just really want to commend you for the amazing work that you're doing with the Buddy Project. I'm so excited to talk to you. I heard about your work while I was listening to a podcast and they briefly talked about the mission of the Buddy Project. And I immediately knew that like I had to get you on the podcast and people who are listening, they don't know. We've been through a lot to get this interview on the calendar. So I know (laughs) it's going to be great and people are going to be really excited to hear about what you're doing and the resources that are available to people who are struggling mentally. So how are you doing today, Gabby? I'm doing great. Uh, Thank you so much. I am really grateful that you invited me to speak on this and I 
really excited for y'all to hear it. Yeah, so we can jump right in. So if you can just share your personal mental health journey and kind of lead up to what led you to birth the, the Buddy Project. So in middle school was when I was a big fan girl. Like I was obsessed with Justin Bieber, One Direction, and a lot of people at school didn't really feel the same way about it. So I didn't really make a lot of friends because of that, because people, I mean, I wasn't bullied or anything, but just people weren't into that. So it was kind of tough to make friends. And I started to develop social anxiety from it. And that was really tough on me because I just felt so alone at school. Uh, I decided to go on Twitter when I was thinking like eighth grade. I had just seen like the Justin Bieber movie and I was like, I want Justin Bieber to tweet me. And then, and then I started going on a couple months later because I started to go on YouTube at the time too to find uh, different music to listen to and I noticed a lot of the people that I liked were using Twitter so I started going on there and eventually I started making friends online which actually wasn't something I was new to doing. I used to make friends on other sites I went on as a kid but Twitter I really found a lot of people that just really understood me and liked the same interests as me. And I found a lot of people to be close to. And at the same time, my best friend from middle school told me that she was going through self-harm and suicidal thoughts. And she was also um, a fangirl, too. And both of us were on Twitter and obsessed with um, listening to music and everything. So she told me that she was going through mental health struggles, and that was really what opened me up to want to become a mental health advocate. At that time, I didn't really recognize my own social anxiety. I didn't really realize that's what I was feeling until probably a couple years later. So I wasn't really that aware of mental health. It was actually right after Demi Lovato had put out her documentary about her personal mental health struggles. So seeing that was kind of the extent of what I knew, and I knew I had to learn more so I could become a more supportive friend. And after that happening was really what led me down the path to be the mental health advocate I am today. So we'd be on Twitter, uh, both of us, and we'd be trying to support people. And there's just one night where I was unable to fall asleep for school the next day, and I was scrolling through Twitter kind of mindlessly. But then I realized that there were not just, there wasn't just one person thinking of suicide, but there were three. And I stayed up for a couple hours trying to tweet them to make sure they would stay alive and that they had people giving them support. And it was after I was tweeting them where I kind of realized, like, I want to make a change. Like, I want to make it so people don't think that suicide is the answer and that there is help out there. So that's really what led me to kind of think of Buddy Project, where we would be able to, like, find friends and stuff. And I'm like, well, why, like, wait for Twitter to do it? I should do it. And then the next day when I got home from school was when I started the whole thing. And... In the first day, like 3,000 people signed up, and it was really a shocker to me because I didn't think that many people actually cared about mental health and wanted to become part of it. But not just raise awareness, but also raise funds to make mental health care more accessible and affordable for people and just like talk about different things within that that people don't really give enough attention to. That is so amazing. Just because I, it kind of made me think 
think about like when I was in elementary school and we would like have pen pals. So, and you, we would like write people to like, we didn't know, like they would be like in another school, but just really having that connection with someone who you want, you may never meet, but now with the power of uh, technology and social media, like there's so much more that we can do. And so I, you know, again, just really commend you for taking that, that initiative. And so for those who have no idea, they never heard of the Buddy Project. Can you talk about the Buddy Project's mission and the work that you guys do? Yeah, so Buddy Project, when I first started off, was a social media movement. And the whole reason why I even started the whole thing, because I was raising awareness for mental health on, like, my, like, personal Twitter uh, before I started it and everything. But what made me want to start a separate kind of account for it was that I wanted to have a whole, like, buddy pairing aspect of it. So the whole system, at least now, the way it works is people will go on our website and fill out a form, and they have to fill out their name, their email, their Twitter or Instagram username, depending on which site they want to sign up on. And then they have to list five of their interests, and these range from a lot of different things. So it can be music, a TV show, hobbies. Uh, We have different LGBTQ identities. We have different ethnicities as well so that people can connect on things that really just bring people together. And then they also have to list what their age is so that we make sure that they're within a reasonable range from their buddy. In the past, I think, I don't think I added age right away and that caused an issue. So I just want to make sure that the connections are more peer-based than um, anything else. I mean, down the line, we definitely would like to have some type of mentor program. But right now we want to stick to peer-to-peer relationships with people. But in 2015 was when we officially became a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And once we became a nonprofit was when we started to raise funds for mental health facilities throughout the United States and raise funds, really try to do stuff with mental health awareness with our organization. Our mission statement is that we are aiming to prevent suicide by pairing people's buddies and raising awareness for mental health. We are mainly big on Twitter. That's really where we got started. Our main thing that we do is we tweet about mental health and things like that that are related to it. So we'll touch upon other types of causes sometimes and then the whole buddy pairing thing is our is our main thing and right now we're currently working on an app that will make our buddy pairing system automatic so that um, I don't have to manually do it I mean I've got it down to a science now to uh, pair buddies in a fairly quick manner but it would just be so much more beneficial to not just me but to everyone using the program if it was automatic and that if people had more control over who their buddy is and be able to have more than one without having to wait for the next update period. That's awesome. And so do you guys have an idea of a tentative date for when the app will be released like this year or next year? So we currently have a beta version for the Android version of the app on the App Store right now. So if people are interested in, interested in that, we have a form on our website where they can put their email and we will give them more info about that. But as for Apple, that one's still in the works because Apple's kind of a pain in the butt with um getting apps up and whatnot. So 
So hopefully we'll be able to have something out by the end of the year. It's Making an app is much more difficult than I envisioned it would be. So we're really just keeping, we're keeping, um, we keep going with everything right now and we're trying to get things done so that we can have the app out. Um, But I mean, in the meantime, we will still pair buddies until uh, both versions, Apple and Android of the app are fully functional and running. I'll be sure to you know, keep up to date because I follow you as well as the Buddy Project. So when that information is out for anyone who's listening and they have a Apple device, I'll be sure to put that information out there so they can have that. And then even I also know that you have a music and mental health initiative. Can you talk a little bit about that and what are your hopes to do with that initiative? So I started the music and mental health campaign last summer after Chester Bennington had died by suicide. And I want to say, I think something else happened too relating to music and mental health. I think like someone that I um, followed had spoke up about it. Kind of those two things really uh, encouraged me to want to start something to talk about mental health in the music industry. So I'm actually a music industry major at school right now and I'm trying to do stuff within the business so like PR marketing graphic design stuff like that I feel like it's just not talked about in music because I feel like musicians and artists just worked so hard and they never get a mental health break that's really led to a lot of celebrities having mental health issues is because they never get a break and they just never are given the proper treatment for their mental health I wanted to be able to connect it, though, to our followers, though. So I have a playlist on Spotify that I add songs to that either explicitly or kind of in between the lines talk about mental health. And then we're going to be adding songs that are kind of just positive ones that have kind of kept people strong on the playlist as well. I also plan on interviewing different artists about mental health and hopefully sparking a discussion among their fan base and the music industry as a whole so that we can really focus on making sure that artists are given the support and the help and resources that they need. I mean, there's been a lot of different um, artists lately, especially men that have died by suicide. And I mean, it's been across like all different genres, Avicii, Chester Bennington, Chris Cornell, I know there was a K-pop star that died by suicide in, I think, December or January. And then there was a lead singer of a, um, I think, indie band that recently died by suicide as well. So, I mean, it's not even just in kind of the top 40 um, part of music. It's all over. People are just worked so hard. And I just really feel like it's something that needs a bigger push to be spoken about. Yeah, and I think part of that is because it goes back to what you were also saying about celebrities taking a a break, but I think it's even, you know, when they have the pressures from the fans wanting more music or the label putting pressure on them, and then also since they're in this spotlight, you know, sometimes they feel like maybe they have to put on a a mask uh, because people have these expectations of them. And they're they're basically living under a microscope. And so it's very hard to try to separate, you know, your personal life from your music, especially with social media, because so much of it is integrated. And so thank you for creating something like that, that will really, you know, provide resources and encourage those who are, you know, musicians and just celebrities to make sure that they are taking care of their mental health. 
just because they do have a lot that they juggle. And even just with the the buddy project, what are your you know your future hopes that you have for the buddy project? Because the the organization has really taken off like wildfire. And I see all of the amazing campaigns and the work that you're doing. And so if you're having this much success now, what it, what does the future look like for the Buddy Project? Definitely uh, coming out with an app is the first priority right now. Um, and I mean, other than that, just like make our fundraising efforts bigger. Um, right now we're kind of local with our fundraising just because our, since our um, follower base on social media is really diverse and throughout the entire world, it's kind of hard to do events all throughout the world right now since we haven't really established many kind of like face-to-face connections um, of people that have that are passionate about it. Like there will be buddies that meet, but kind of just having a community of people that all are like, I want to support the Buddy Project is a little tough because it's so spread out. So we definitely want to be able to make our fundraising efforts uh, better and be able to do events in different cities and countries even. Um, And then we also really want to expand. Another campaign we have is our Campus Rep program. And we want to be able to have chapters at different high schools and colleges and really enhance that program and give people that are students the platform to start a change for mental health on their campus, which I feel is another big issue happening right now. There's so much pressure to get good grades for high schoolers. There's pressure to get into college, to get good SAT, ACT scores, AP exams, things like that. So we really want to give people the um, platform to do that at their school. And I mean, we just want to make sure people know that each school is different and that whatever needs their school needs, um, that they can try to work with that and really just help and kind of know that like each school is different. So just because one school does one thing doesn't necessarily mean it might work for your school and really just expand on that. Um, And then we also want to keep making shirts for our organization. We've been doing shirt fundraising campaigns for the past two and a half years, and we've been able to sell over 2,500 shirts and raise over $20,000 through our campaigns. So we definitely want to like make that something that we have um, continuously because a lot of people really support the shirt campaigns. Hopefully we can have some type of store up so that we can have multiple designs at once and so that um, people can get their shirts uh, faster because right now it's through a site where the campaign is live for three weeks and then at the end of that campaign is when the shirts are printed and then shipped shipped out to everyone. So there's a little bit of waiting time with that and we just would like to have an actual store up. But I mean, other than that, probably just going to mainly expand on the campaigns that already exist and then continue to create new ones. We usually tend to do a new one each year for National Suicide Prevention Month and then Mental Health Awareness Month. And this year, our Mental Health Awareness Month one is called You Are. And I kind of did this whole thing backwards, but I um, was making phone backgrounds for uh, our followers to use. And then I typed in uh, a four-line thing saying, you are loved, you are strong, you are capable, you are valid. 
and a lot of people really liked that and I was like wait like that might look good on a shirt I should try and see like looks and if people would want to buy it so I launched a shirt with that on it and so many people loved it instantly Right now we're on like our third batch of the shirt and we've sold around 1,600 shirts and raised $14,000 through that. So I kind of was like, wow, like I didn't think that many people would like this. And then I was like, wait, I could tie this in to Mental Health Awareness Month because I made it at the end of March. So I was like, I'm going to make this like my Mental Health Awareness Month campaign. And I kind of did the whole thing backwards. Like you'd think I'd cut out the campaign and the shirt, then like make other things for it. But (laughs) sometimes that's kind of what happens when I do things for Buddy Project. I'll just do it completely out of order. But I mean, it works out a lot. Right, it works everything um oh and then i forgot so another thing we're trying to do is have ambassadors so different influencers it can be singers band members youtubers anyone that has an audience and wants to spread mental health awareness to them and educate them on mental health and suicide so we're really trying to start that up right now we have two ambassadors currently one is a singer songwriter slash pop punk artist from the uk and then we have a singer songwriter slash activist that is from arkansas that's both of those girls are ambassadors and then we're going to start to reach out to more people that we think would be interested and hopefully they will be able to help spread mental health awareness and then also let everyone know about the whole buddy project and the buddy pairing system so that their fan base could possibly sign up and find new friends in the fan base. So you have a lot, you have a lot of great things that are in the works <laughs> for the buddy project. So again, I'll be of, of course sure to stay connected. And even just before we wrap up, can you have talk about if someone wants, what are the various ways to get involved with the buddy project? In addition to being partnered with a buddy, what are the other ways people can support what you're doing? Uh, the biggest way people can support us is to donate. And you can even buy a shirt from our campaign, the UR one that I stated, and money from that actually goes back to us. So it's a win-win. You get to basically donate and you get a shirt and you don't you don't even have to pay that much extra. Our shirts are $18 each, and then the different styles are a little bit pricier just because it's like hoodies are always kind of expensive. But um, you can either donate or you can buy a shirt. Uh, we also have ways for people to get involved. So we have the campus rep program. So if you're a middle school, high school, or college student, or even if you're a teacher, professor, advisor, as long as you're in a school environment, in some way, you can sign up to be a campus rep and try to spread awareness for mental health on your campus. We also have ways for people to submit their stories. So right now with Mental Health Awareness Month, we've been posting people's writing, poetry, art, music, photos and videos that talk about mental health and posting them on our site and social media for National Suicide Prevention Month in September, though. And that will be focusing on suicide and people's experiences with that, either firsthand or secondhand. And then we're going to eventually have articles posted for our music and mental health campaign so that people can write about how maybe a certain singer or band affected their life or a certain song or maybe how they use music to cope with mental illness. So those are the ways right now that we have people, how people can get involved. And we hope to uh, do more fundraising events, like I said earlier, and people can volunteer in their community to do things like that, hopefully down the line. 
well, there are all the ways. And what I'll do is actually before I'm not going to even say the I'm going to let you say it. Can you share the website and all of the social media handles for anyone who wants to donate or get a T-shirt and just really connect with the organization? Yes. Yeah, so our website is buddy-project.org and our social media handles are all different. So Twitter is at Project Buddy. Instagram is Buddy Project. No underscore or anything like that. Just Buddy Project. Our Facebook, I believe, is Buddy Project Org. And we're hopefully going to be putting out a YouTube channel soon. And then the link to buy a shirt is bonfire.com slash UR. And UR is all just one word, kind of. There's no um, dashes or anything in between that. Okay. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to include the link to get the T-shirts. I'm going to include the social media handles as well as the website all of that in the show notes. So for anyone who may be listening to the podcast right now and they're driving or they can't really um, write that information down, they can refer back to it. So we have no worries about that. And I just really want to thank you for taking time out of your day. Um, We've, again, we went through a lot to get this interview. And so I'm excited that I actually had the opportunity to speak with you. So thank you so much, Gabby. No, thank you so much for inviting me and allowing me to speak about what I'm doing and just spread awareness for mental health. It really means a lot. And I just want to congratulate you on having such a great podcast and being able to share people's stories. It's such a great thing. I hope that you all enjoyed the interview with Gabby and that you consider getting involved with the Buddy Project or donating to the Buddy Project or if you're a mental health influencer or wellness influencer listening to the podcast that you consider getting involved or collaborating. They're doing some amazing work to really end the mental health stigma and prevent suicide and really offering peer support. Peer support is so important. I cannot express it enough. There is light or at the end of the tunnel, but so many of us don't see it. So if you find someone who has been through it or had a struggle, it does provide a sense of hope. So shout out to the Buddy Project and all of the amazing work that they're doing. And they are also a sponsor for Save Our Baby. So thank you so much to Gabby and the Buddy Project for sponsoring Save Our Baby. Y'all, I need a huge favor. If you are enjoying this podcast, in addition to sharing the podcast and tweeting me on Twitter or tagging me on Instagram, I need a huge favor. Can you guys please leave me a review if you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts? Please rate the podcast and then also leave a review because when you do that, that helps the podcast become more visible. People can find the podcast. They can know that we're an awesome resource. And like I said, I believe on last week's episode, please do not keep us as your best kept secret. I'm constantly, you know, wanting the podcast to grow, to provide information and hope so that people and communities of color can know that they're not alone. Please do me a favor and rate and leave a review. And that's it for this week's episode. You all have an awesome week and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you obtain tools and resources from the Fireflies Unite podcast to help you manage your mental health. But please do not use it as a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist or psychiatrist. 
Let's continue the conversation by following me on Fireflies Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.